Welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And this week we watched Kim Possible So the Drama. This is our first animated movie, and I don't know how this is going to go. <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was going to be, like, easy breezy, because this movie's only an hour and 11 minutes. I thought it was going to be like, oh, like, it's animations. Like, they don't do as much as the actors. But no, there was action literally every second. <laughs> And <laughs> they really packed a lot into the hour and nine minutes that yeah <laughs> there was a lot going on. Um, so almost everyone in this movie we've met before because uh, they are Disney actors. Um, I I don't know about you, but I went a lot into the voice actors because voice acting I think is such a cool profession. And <laughs> uh, there's people on here with like three to four hundred credits on IMDb. <laughs> Um, so first, we obviously have Christy Carlson Romano, who plays Kim. Uh, obviously, she's Ren Stevens. Uh, we have Will Fradel, who is Eric Matthews. We met him in H.E. Double Hockey Sticks. Um, Nancy Cartwright voices Rufus, uh, and she is most famous for being Bart Simpson, um, as well as Chucky from um, The Rugrats. <laughs> uh, we have Taj Mowry. Again, I feel like Taj... <laughs> Like, it has the record for most decoms. <laughs> um, he, he voices Wade. Um, there is Diedrich Bader, who voices Lars. Uh, he was a recurring character in Veep. Uh, he was in an episode of Arrested Development. He did other voices for Kim Possible throughout the series. I know him as Joel from Miss Congeniality 2, uh, Gracie's stylist. Um, he apparently was a series regular on the Drew Carey show and American Housewife, neither of which I've seen. He was also in Napoleon Dynamite, which I've seen far too long ago to know who he played. Um, yeah, I saw that he was the Napoleon Dynamite, but I didn't recognize who he was. The character was Rex, but I don't know who that is. Yeah, I don't know who that was. It wasn't Pedro or Napoleon. (laughs) Or the other guy that Napoleon lives with. I don't know. His cousin? His cousin. (laughs) Yeah, It's been a minute. It made me it made me think of uh, whenever I did Girl Scouts, we would have like a Girl Scout banquet, and everybody was like a theme, and you could like decorate your table for a theme. So one year it was movies. I don't remember what movie we did, but I do know that my sisters trooped in Napoleon Dynamite. So they all like made these like place settings with like Napoleon Dynamite quotes, or so that's like you know like popular real handwriting. It's like Tina, you fat lard, <laughs> like written in like nice letters <laughs> yeah. on their tables. <laughs> anyway. Um, we have Raven, who voices Monique, uh, who we met in the Cheetah Girls. Um, Jean Smart voices Dr. Possible, Mom Dr. Possible. <laughs> um, I know her from Watchmen on HBO. Um, I don't remember what the character's name is, but she was the old lady. Uh, she was also in a f- an episode of Dr- Arrested Development. Um, she was in A Simple Favor, Veep. She was uh, in a few episodes of 24, which is my dad's favorite show. Um, she played, uh, <laughs> Reese Witherspoon's ex-boyfriend's mom in Sweet Home Alabama, the one from Alabama, not Patrick Tepsey. <laughs> um, and apparently she was a series regular on Designing Women, which I've heard of, but I've never seen. Never heard of. Um, Kirsten Storms voices Bonnie. Uh, Kirsten is Xenon. Uh, Ryder Strong voices Brick Flag. <laughs> he is Sean Hunter. Has he played anything else? I'm sure he has, but I don't know. I don't care. He's <laughs> Sean Hunter from Boy Meets World. Um, Nicole Sullivan voices Shigo, and she's one of those people where, like, you've seen a bunch of times, 
but you don't like she's sort of like a Judy Greer before Judy Greer became known for playing like the lead's best friend. <laughs> Um, um, yeah, I had a comment about Nicole Sullivan, because I was listening to She Goes Voice, and I was like, why does she sound so familiar? <laughs> and in the end, I think it's just from Kim Possible, but, like, I mean, I've, like, seen other stuff that she's in, but I, whenever I saw her picture on IMDb... Did you think she was the mom from Good Luck Charlie? No, oh. I thought she was the mom from Dear Evan Hansen, the original, like, Broadway cast. Oh. <laughs> so, the original Broadway cast, um, actress of the mom from Dear Evan Hansen was Rachel Bay Jones. Rachel Bay Jones. Rachel Bay Jones is not Nicole Sullivan. They are not the same person. Nicole Sullivan Though is I also... did look up pictures and they look very, very similar. They're not the same. Nicole Sullivan is also not the mom from Good Luck Charlie. Because whenever I first saw Good Luck Charlie, I was like, oh, I've seen that lady before. But I had not. No. <laughs> She's just a blonde woman. Uh, yeah, Nicole Sullivan has been in Blackish, High School Musical, The Musical, The Series, Mom, The Mindy Project. She was a series regular on Mad TV. Uh, she's been in Grey's Anatomy, True Jackson VP, Scrubs. Seventeen again, um, she played the mom's friend whenever, uh, Zac Efron is like, Naomi, and she's like, it's Naomi, and then he says, I don't care, that's Nicole Sullivan. <laughs> uh, she's been in Suit of Zack and Cody and The King of Queens. Um, so Dr. Draken is voiced by John DiMaggio, and I have something to say about John DiMaggio. From what I know, he is, like, the king of voice acting. He has over 400 credits on IMDb. And he was the executive producer of this document. I know I've mentioned this before. This documentary about voice acting called I Know That Voice. It is so good. It taught me so much. It has, like, all, like, the main voice actors in the industry right now. And it's so cool. Um, it's free to watch on IMDb TV. I highly recommend it. It's called I Know That Voice. Um, but John DiMaggio is most famous for being on Adventure Time and Futurama. But he's also been on literally every animated series you can possibly think of. Um, Okay. The news reporter was played by April Winchell, who is most known for voicing Clarabelle, the cow, like Mickey Mouse's friend, oh. in like modern times. <laughs> I thought you were talking about the um, reindeer movie. I don't know what that is. Um, she was also Pepper Ann's mom. I never watched Pepper Ann. Um, Dr. Possible, Dad Possible, is voiced by Gary Cole, who we met in Cadet Kelly. He played Cadet Kelly's dad. Um, Ned at Bueno Nacho is played by Eddie Deason, who voices the know-it-all kid in the Polar Express. Um, Maurice LaMarche, who voiced, uh, Big Daddy in this movie, um, is also the voice of Big Bob Pataki in Hey Arnold. Uh, he's also the brain of Pinky and the Brain. And he, <laughs> do you remember an elf whenever Buddy burped for, like, ten seconds at the dinner table? No. Oh, well, he provided that burp. Amazing. Um, and then Eric is voiced by Raviv Allman, who we all know and love as Phil of the Future. Um, and then I forget who she voices, but Lauren Tom, who was most recently on Andy Mac and was also Julie and Friends. Ross's girlfriend. <laughs> and that is all I have for the people. I do have some fun facts about Kim Possible, though. Um, so this movie was originally supposed to be the series finale, um, but the show was so popular and there was this whole campaign around it that it ended up going for one more season after this movie. Yeah, because I was going to say, I knew that this wasn't the end, and I don't remember what they did with the show after this movie. Like, they had did one they more season. ever reference, like, what happened in it, though? Like, are Ron Kim and Kim were together? They were together. Okay. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> um, also... <laughs> 
both Neil Patrick Harris and John Cena auditioned for Ron. <laughs> I'm so glad that it was not them. I'm sorry. Sorry to those men. Uh, I have some more um, things, but we'll get to them when we get to those points in the movie. All right. Okay, so we open up on a parade in Tokyo. I assume it's Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, it's a toy parade. And all of a sudden we see Shigo is flying this little jet and she flies it at Nakasumi. So Nakasumi is this man and he's standing there with this woman beside him and they're like waving to the crowd and stuff. If you've never seen Kim Possible, (laughs) I don't know how you're listening to this podcast and you haven't. Kim Possible is a basic average girl and she's here to save the world. Basically, she's a teenage girl, and she also stops supervillains from taking over the world all the time. She and doesn't have any powers. She has, no. like, gadgets, so she's more like Batman, but her main gadget is a hairdryer grappling hook. And laser lipstick. <laughs> yeah, so there's that. But Shigo is And it's, it's not like a, like a, a double-A, like a secret identity type thing. Everyone knows she goes out and saves the world. Yeah, her parents don't care and are not worried, <laughs> apparently, which we see in this movie. Her her main nemesis is Dr. Draken, and Dr. Draken's, like, assistant and, like, the one who, like, does all of his the fights fighter. for him is, is fighter is Shigo. Yeah, so uh, we see this cloud of smoke appear around Nakasumi, and then all of a sudden these ninjas start coming down, and they surround them. But who pops out of this big balloon behind them? It's Kim Possible. She and so, kicks ninja ass. Yeah, she starts fighting all of them. Three on one. And they say, it's impossible. And then she says, no, but real close. Because <laughs> her name's Kim Possible. I remember like being young, and my sister was like, Oh my god, I just figured it out. Kim Possible is, like, impossible, and Ron Stoppable is, like, unstoppable. (laughs) And I'm like, I don't even know, I was probably, like, five. (laughs) Um, Yeah, all of a sudden, the ninjas have lightsabers, question mark, Um, and then Ron also comes out of the balloon. Well, he can't get out at first, because, you know, he's the dorky side. Ah, so funny. So he gets out, and then a sumo ninja, (laughs) um, there's some, like, racist things going on here, like, ninja thing and then like I and don't know. Then, I, I don't think the the sumo, sumo traditional sumo wrestler, wrestlers and ninjas ever cross paths. Yeah but it's supposed <laughs> to be funny because he's big and Ron is small. I don't know. Um, yeah. Um, so, so yeah the sumo- Rufus helps him though get out for, uh get out of that little fight and they keep fighting the ninjas but Shigo launches a grappling hook and gets Nakasumi well, it's like a little uh, claw thing, so she grabs him, but then Kim grabs onto his ankle and just rides along with her. Yeah, so she goes, like, flying high in the air with Nakasumi, like, hanging on, like, onto this grappling hook that's, like, hanging from the plane with Kim hanging on to Nakasumi. Um, Ron tries to uh, get up. Um, and grab on to Nakasumi and Kim, but instead of his blaster, his rocket skates, he put on his blaster briefs. So Ron is just flying all over, like, downtown Tokyo. <laughs> well, yeah, and so as Kim is holding on to this man's ankle, she gets a call from Wade on her <laughs> on her phone. So she answers the phone, and Wade's like, oh, it looks like the toy president is in danger. And then Kim was like, yeah, like, I'm helping right now. And then he's like, oh, by the way, Monique called, and she wanted to talk to you, but you seem a little busy. And then she, and then he said, it has something to do with Bonnie and Brick. And Kim's like, patch her through. I, <laughs> I need love to it. hear this. I as love it. As she's trying to save this man. <laughs> 
holding on to him by his ankle. Yeah, so Monique tells Kim, well, no, Kim is like, are they on again or off again? And Monique (laughs) is like, they're on again. And Kim is like, how many times can three people break up and get back together? So while she's, like, flying through the air, Shigo is literally trying to, like, maneuver the plane to, like, knock Kim, because it's a lot, like, Tokyo's, like, wherever they are, it's a lot like Times Square. So she's, like, trying to, like, knock her against, like, the buildings and the big graphics lines, and Kim's just like, oh my god. Well, yeah, and then she's like, you know they're only back together because she wants a prom date. I don't understand Kim's fascination with Brick ever. He doesn't have a personality. He's just large and sporty, question mark. I don't know. Yeah. Um, You said question mark twice. (laughs) Anyway, uh, yeah, as they're talking, Chigo tries to run Kim into this giant, like, light-up ad, but Kim just, like, runs across the side of it and is fine, and the thing blows up behind them, and then Ron is, like, floating through his air because- through the air because he put on his, um, His blaster briefs that were malfunctioning. Yeah, and as he does that, he accidentally takes out some ninjas, and then he lands on Shigo's windshield, and so she, like, flies to, like, get him off the windshield. She turns upside down. Yeah. And then, um... Yeah, so Ron falls and tries to grab onto Kim, causing everyone to fall, so, Ron is holding on to Kim, and Kim has to dive, like, through the air to try and grab Mr. Nakasumi. So, she grabs everyone, and then she uses her grappling hook to, like, attach to a building and swing from it and land safely uh, back on the parade float. Uh, to she- a cheering crowd. Yeah, Shiko had tried to grab Nakasumi again with, like, another mechanical claw, but she was only able to grab his coat, and she crashes into all the parade balloons. Um, so then we start the opening credits, which are just, like, a Bond film, which I love so much. Um, it's a remix of Call Me, Beat Me, which I was not fond of. It's supposed to be, like, more in the style of a traditional Bond song. Well, it was not as good as the original. I mean, it's not, but I I still loved the effort. I love what they (laughs) did there. Um, so, Wade calls Kim, who is on the Nakasumi plane... On the way home. On the way home. Wade can't figure out why Draken, Dr. Draken wants Mr. Nakasumi and not just the automated uh, toy-making technology that he developed. Why does he want Mr. Nakasumi himself? Um, so Kim is in the middle of doing geometry homework, um, and she looks behind her, and Ron, who's supposed to be doing homework, u- is using the Japanese toy executives to finish his. Um, Kim walks to the back of the plane looking for Ron, but finds Nick- Mr. Nakasumi... And he thanks her again. Um, Ron and Rufus are, like, playing with this, like, remote control car. There's, like, toys everywhere because he's a toy executive. They look at, like, some of his designs. They're like, oh, like, you design all this yourself. He's like, yes, I do. Um, Mr. Nakasumi says it's great that Ron is such an excellent customer, full of childlike wonder and excited by all of his toys. Yeah, but Kim says, well, maybe there's too much of that. So, ooh. Yeah, so the executives walk in with Ron's homework as a thank you for his efforts. Um, and the plane is about to approach the airport, but Kim is like, mm, that's okay, you can just drop us off here. We'll just skydive. Yeah, so Ron and Kim just skydive back into Middle- Middleton, their home, and as Ron pulls his parachute, he loses all of his homework, uh, that all the toy executives just did for him. So silly. At home, at Kim's house, we see mom and dad are talking about being doctors. They're different doctors. So mom is a surgeon doctor, and her dad is a, <laughs> Rocket like, scientist. Yeah. And so I, I remember that I, I don't know, I don't know why I remember this so vividly, but at one point in the series, he's like on the phone with like a customer service line. He's like, "Listen, I'm no rocket scientist," and he's like, "Well, I actually am a rocket scientist, but I can't understand this." 
Yeah, so they're talking about their work or whatever, and Dad is all excited because he has this big project that he's been working on for forever, and it's almost done. And then they're like, hey, did Kim come home? And then we see Kim walk in, and they were like, oh, hey, she, you were she out landed, pretty late. She parachuted down into the front yard. Yeah, and they're like, hey, you were out pretty late. And they're like, where were you last night? She just turns on the TV, and the news anchor is just like, teen hero Kim Possible was in Tokyo last night and saved <laughs> Nakasumi. And Dad goes, ah, that's my Kimmy. <laughs> yeah, they're not, like, concerned. Like, how did she get to Tokyo so fast? She has gadgets. How did she gadget her way to Tokyo? I don't know. I, it's, it's a cartoon. Because they had Nothing to take a private sense. jet back. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but uh, Dad says he's proud. And then Kim's little brothers, Jim and Tim, which, first of all, her dad's name is, is James Timothy. James <laughs> Timothy. And then they named their twin boys Jim and Tim. Yeah, it's bad. They were named at, what's wrong with that? They were named after dad. My dad is named Tim, and he has a brother named Tim. But they're not twins. <laughs> it's bad. Anyway, uh, her little brothers are like always making little gadgets and gizmos, like their parents. They're they want take, scientists. They take after dad. They're mostly. very into STEM, so they yeah. have these little like rockets that are going through the house. And Kim bats each of them down with a frying pan, and then they come in, and they're all mad that Kim broke them. The tweebs, the twin dweebs, as Kim likes to call them. Yeah. Um, so we cut to Shigo flying into, um, a secret lair in the Snowy Mountains. There's literally a sign that says secret lair. Yeah. Um, Shigo gets out of the plane and, uh... She has to fight drone. Whenever she gets there, Draken's like, you've done it this time. This yeah, was like the this last whole, She's walking, like, to where, like, all, there's, like, all these minions walking around. And, like, this hole opens up in the ground. And now she's surrounded by, like, henchmen. By drones, as the, we learn that's what they're called. She has to fight them all off. And then as she, like, breaks them, they just, like ooze into goo Leak. and that's it they're dead and so draken's like oh you're always breaking my toys oh this is where i forgot that shigo had fire hands that's never explained yeah why does she not just like murder kim possible if she's first of all evil and second of all like hates Has her that much fire that can appear from her hand do you remember the episode where they go about like shigo's history like her family of like they're all like they have powers. No, and I stuff? remember that they had one about how Draken came to be, but I don't remember. Yeah, they had Shigo. a Shigo origin story episode, and I don't remember much about it. I wish that I would have gone back and watched it because she has like a whole family, and they're all like villains, or they maybe they were heroes, and then something wronged them, somebody mm-hmm. wronged them, and they became villains. I don't know, mm-hmm. but yeah, she has lava hands. Yeah, I know Draken was like a normal human, and then something happened, and he turned blue. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, Dragon yells at her for breaking breaking his to- toys. He's like, yeah, breaking my toys, Shigo. Yeah, and then <laughs> um, he's like, am I even evil anymore? And she goes, yeah, like, like, you're walking, very evil, Dragon. They're walking Draken. through the hallway, and he's just like, Shigo, <laughs> am I evil? <laughs> and she's like, ugh, not this again. She's yeah. like... Yes, you're very evil. Um, Draken <laughs> talks about how he's doing research to learn about Kim Possible's fatal flaw. And as they're walking, they see, like, all these things like they're working each, on. Like, research room. Yeah, and one of them is just these, like, men, these henchmen <laughs> in the teenage girl's room, like, reading magazines They're trying to find her fatal around. flaw. Yeah. <laughs> in order to beat the enemy, you must become the enemy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes, Draken is trying to get inside Kim's head to defeat her once and for all. Um, this, uh, minion minion comes up with Nakasumi's coat that Shigo had ripped off. Um, Draken, who is angry that he didn't get Nakasumi, rips up the coat out of anger, but then he sees this toy diagram that falls to the floor and quickly pockets it. 
And she goes like, what was that? And he's like, I'm not telling you. And he's uh, like, I, it's just what step one in world conquest, that's all. Yeah, but she go grabs it anyway, and she's like, why do you want to doodle? And he's like, mm-mm, none of your business. Yeah. Mm. So then we cut to cheer practice, because Kim Possible is also on the cheer squad. She does so much! <laughs> she's literally the top of the pyramid, but as this happens, she's on top of the pyramid, and then Bonnie's phone rings, so she goes to answer, and they all fall to the ground. She is talking to Brick on the phone, and Kim comes over, and she's like, you did that on purpose! Well, I'd like to say that Bonnie... Bonnie is talking to Brick, and she's like, I'll see you after you work out. Don't shower. I like it when you glisten. <laughs> yeah, well, Kim is, like, gross, but she's also like, you fucking did that on purpose. And then Bonnie turns it around on her, and she's like, well, at least I have a boyfriend. And then she's like, look around at the cheer no, team. she goes, we all have boyfriends, <laughs> and we're all jocks, and they're all eligible. Eligible. She's like, you don't have a boyfriend because you're <laughs> saving the world. Yeah, she says it She says it in air quotes. And Kim is like, why do you put that in air quotes? I literally am. <laughs> um, yeah, and she's like, the deadline to get an acceptable guy uh, is the prom. And who you go with is crucial. Yeah, and she's like, you could end up with the captain of the chess team or worse. And that's when Ron walks in. He's like, KP, you ready to go to Bueno Nacho? I love Ron's energy. I love his vibe. <laughs> Yeah, and um, so... And Kim is, like, visibly worried. She's like, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so Kim tells Monique what happened at practice while they're at Bueno Nacho. Um, Monique tries to tell her. She's like, girl, like, we're, it's Bonnie. You're a strong, independent woman. You don't need no man. Like, what are you talking about? Well, and she's also like, Bonnie's just trying to get into your head and to, like, make you miserable and you're letting her. Yeah. Um, and then Kim is like, well, you know, boys are intimidated by me. <laughs> yeah, and Monique's like, okay, well, then they're not the right boys. Right. Uh, Kim wonders if there's anything sadder than going to the prom with your just a friend, a.k.a. Ron. She's worried if there's anything sadder than going to the prom with her best friend, yeah, Ron. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. So Ron is up at the counter trying to order his usual, but he learns <laughs> that his special combo, his combo price has been taken away because there's new management at, Bra- at Bueno Nacho, and Ron is distraught. Nacho night is the, the nacho, the famous nacho, a, I don't, I don't even know what it is, a nacho and a taco, or nachos, or a taco and a nacho. Yeah. It's just like this, like, giant, like, chip with all this meat and stuff inside. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like it's like nachos in a chip, but there's not any more chips in there. <laughs> yeah, it's he does not have that anymore. And so he is very very heartbroken. Yeah, Ned, the guy at the counter gives him the 800 number for concerns. Um Kim continues to whine, but Monique is like still calling her out on it. And Kim is like, "I just want Bonnie to eat her words for once." Well, okay. <laughs> Kim says, what good is saving the world if you don't have someone to save it with? Save it, save it with. Yeah. What? And Monique, Monique, like, calls her out on it. She's like, oh, what good is saving the world? It's so so hard to be a teen superhero. Where's my boyfriend? So Ron comes up and he's so dramatic. I love it so much. He's like, you guys, it's happened. The world is ending. (laughs) Nako night is no more. Well, as this happens, Wade calls Kim, and he says that Draken's been spotted at the Bermuda Triangle at this Which hotel. Is a hotel. Yeah. So okay, that's what Draken. Draken and Shigo are going in, and Shigo's reminding him, "You need to talk to Big Daddy Brotherson." 
Uh, um, they're, because they're, like, going into this, like, nice casino, they're in black tie. So Draken put on a bow tie, and she goes, like, normal, like, power suit has been, like, cut into this two-piece number. Like, the top is strapless, and then there's, like, a skirt that goes down. It's very nice. I love it. <laughs> um, yeah, she goes trying to tell Draken, um... He's like, okay, like, now the thing about Big Daddy, and Draken's like, eh, I'm an evil genius, I think I can handle it. Yeah, at the same time, Ron and Kim sneak into the hotel. They had to, like, go through the water, and then Kim puts on a disguise, which is just a wig and a nice dress. It's She looks exactly like Anne Hathaway gets smart. <laughs> and Ron is wearing his dad's uh, prom suit tux from the 80s. Which so it's like an old, light like, powder blue. blue. Yeah. With, like, the ruffle shirt. Yeah. Um, Draken approaches Big Daddy, and Big Daddy asks for the password. Um, and Draken gets thrown back, like, from the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> As this happens... Like, back down onto wherever Shigo is sitting. Shigo is just, like, casually having a drink. Yeah. Like, in the lounge. Yeah, and so she's like, oh, you needed the password, didn't you? And he's like, why didn't you tell me? And you said, I thought you could handle it. So she tells him the password. And as this happens, Ron and Kim are crawling through the rafters, and Kim goes into the women's restroom, but Ron has to... She uses her laser lipstick to cut a hole in the vent. Yeah, and Ron has to keep crawling because he can't go into the women's restroom. He ends up falling into this room of Because he accidentally uses the laser lipstick, and it (laughs) breaks the vent. Yeah, so he walks into this room of poker players, and they're like, hey, are you the kid? And Ron's like, yeah. (laughs) So, Draken goes to, uh, back to Big Daddy, he's talking to to him, and so he's gonna give Big Daddy cash for the info, but they're like, you give it first, no, you give it first, and he's like, I don't want to play games, and then they're like, they kick him out again, and she goes like, oh, Big Daddy loves games. (laughs) Um, so, Kim is asking Wade for any sign of Draken as she's walking into the lounge, but right as she asks this, Shigo appears, uh, behind- Swinging. Yeah, behind Kim, and they fight- um, we cut to Ron playing poker with these, like, big guys, and he has no idea what he's doing, so he goes all in. They give him $5 million in chips. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he has no all idea. all in on the first hand. <laughs> he's just like, okay. <laughs> um, whenever he reveals his hand, he had a joker. Yeah, I didn't know it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so he's like, oh, I gotta go, and they're like, no, you gotta pay up. They're the sharks. Uh, yeah, so Kim and Shigo burst into the room fighting, they're, like, on the table, but then as they're making their, like, way around the room, they quickly leave, like, while they're in battle. The real, the kid, arrives, and so all the tough guys realize that Ron was fake. Um, Draken and Big Daddy, like, make the exchange, and Draken's like, oh, I got it, I got the top secret code, but whenever he opens it, he realizes it's just Big Daddy's grocery list, and Big Daddy had duped him. Yeah. Um, so, Draken asks where he can find the Cybertronic technology. Expert. And, yeah, and Big Daddy says there's only one mind that has cracked it, and that is Dr. James Timothy Possible. And we all know that that is Kim's dad. And, Draken, and so does Draken. Draken says, ooh, the irony in my favor this time. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Kim asks where Draken is, but she... Asks Shigo. Yeah. And, sh- but then Shigo and Draken escape. Just, like, they run off and they get out of there. I think that, like, a plane comes and gives them something and they fly off. Uh, So, at school, the next day, I guess, Kim opens her locker. And I've always loved that she just, like, casually has Draken and Shigo's mugshots hanging out (laughs) in her locker. She's very proud of it. She forgot who they were. (laughs) No, it's a pride thing. She's like, I did that. (laughs) Um, She is sad because she's seen all these couples around school um, as Ron meets up with her and he shows her this this petition to bring back Nako Knight. 
Uh, right now, his is the only signature, but he's like, it's okay. Like, well, we're going to get support. Uh, we're going to, you know, canvas uh, the school and Bueno Nacho. But Kim is like, mm, I'm, I'm just going to go home. And um, Ron thinks that Kim is upset because he messed up and Draco and Shigo got away. Uh, but we know that it's because she wants a boyfriend and doesn't want that boyfriend to be Ron. Well, and also, whenever Ron is, like, saying stuff like, oh, is, like, I think I know why you're upset. Kim looks hopeful. So there's something there, too, that we haven't learned enough about yet. Yeah, and Kim is like, you mess up all the time. Like, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah, so she signs his petition, and Ron says that he can always count on her. I never realized how much I shipped Ron and Kim until I watched (laughs) the movie again. (laughs) Um, at home, Kim goes into dad's <laughs> den, and she's like, hey, dad, can I talk? I want to talk about dating and boys. It's all really hard. And she starts, like, laying her heart on the line, and the dad, her dad just, like, picks up the phone. I calls. love this. This is my favorite scene. I love this scene so much. <laughs> he calls her mom. So he's like, here's mom. And so, uh, Kim answers the phone with her mom, and mom tells or Kim tells mom the entire situation. She's like, Bonnie's with Brick, and I like Brick, and I don't have a boyfriend, and I'm going to have to go to prom with Ron, and that's embarrassing. And mom is like, what's the matter with Ron? Like, we love Ron. Um, and mom's like, oh, you're worried about your social status, aren't you? Yeah, Kim says that he's BFF material, but not BF material. They say the <laughs> words BF all the time when they're talking about boyfriends. Um, yeah, and so... Uh, and so Kim says, hear- who you go with makes a statement. And then another doctor says, my son doesn't have a date yet. And so then we learn that this conversation is happening on speakerphone while mom is in surgery. In the operating room, <laughs> one of the doctors that chimed in was like one of the assisting doctors for brain <laughs> surgery. And so Kim is like, mom, do you have me on speaker again? And all the doctors are like, hi, Kim. Yeah. And then they're like... Oh, we have to get off the phone. The patient is flatlining. Yeah, he literally flatlines. He's like, <laughs> hold on, Kim. We'll talk later. But then, like, the other doctors feel like, you know, Kevin's really great. All the kids on the chess team look up to it. <laughs> I love it so much. <laughs> I've never seen Grey's Anatomy, but I assume that this is how their operations go. Yeah. So that's they're like, like in the middle of like they're on speakerphone. Like, like in like open heart surgery and they're like You slept with someone else. Meredith. I, I can't do this. Uh no, I don't think that's how it goes. I've watched some episodes of Grey's Anatomy with my mom. I don't know a lot about it. I've All I know like is there's an episodes. episode, Catherine Heigel is really busy and she can't sleep with her boyfriend and it's really sad and then she's gonna sleep with him, but she only remembered to shave one of her legs and then she starts crying because she only shaved one of her legs and she's so stressed that's all i remember just shave shave the other leg it doesn't take long no she's emotionally stressed oh she's God. emotionally exhausted apparently katherine Hagel was not the best on Grey's anatomy i remember that scene pretty well <laughs> okay moving on yeah, so that's the end of the scene. We cut to the next day. Kim and Monique are walking to school, and Kim says that Monique was right, that she shouldn't be worried if Ron isn't considered cool. And, and then, yeah, she should just, like, go to the prom with Ron. Like, he's her best friend. It's fine. Yeah, as they talk about this, Ron is riding this <laughs> super slow little, like, motorized scooter to school. And he's like, ah, my bike on the blacktop, wind in my face. 
oh, it's just me and my ride. Yeah, but Kim and Monique literally pass him just walking on the sidewalk. <laughs> he is feeling himself. Yeah. Whenever Ron gets to school, he's about to pull into a spot, but this motorcyclist comes up and takes his spot right before him. So Ron starts yelling at this guy immediately, and this guy takes off his helmet. It's a guy we've never seen before, and he and apologizes. Like, oh, sorry, you know, it was just me on the blacktop. And Ron's like, oh, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, so they bro out a little bit about their motorized vehicles. Yeah, Ron introduces himself and we learn that this is eric um eric uh no, sees he's rufus. rufus he's like oh cool a naked mole rat and ron's like oh, you know he's a naked mole rat no one ever does yeah so ron starts showing eric around school they go to the cafeteria and eric's like who's that and then ron's like oh that's the lunch lady she's not special <laughs> but eric is looking at kim yeah. and he's like no her and then he's like that's kim possible you've never heard of kim possible the teen hero ron really hypes up his <laughs> friends i love ron so much yeah so eric is like oh you know her are you guys like together and ron's like no we're just best friends but then eric's like oh she's hot and ron's like can you not say that i no, let's not have this conversation ron is the only straight white man i stand <laughs> yeah and so um so yeah, eric kim- goes and sits next to kim right in ron's spot at the table uh-huh. And so uh, Eric and Kim start having a moment immediately. Yeah, they like, just immediately met each other. Smitten. Yeah. And so as Ron sees this, he's like, not on my watch. And he goes and pulls a chair over and sits right between the two of them. I would literally do the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure I have. Yeah. So he just sits in the middle of the two of them. And then we get a montage of <sighs> Ron being left out immediately. It's so sad. Yeah. And so it's like Kim and Eric are like Jesse walking down the, the hallway, like talking, blah, 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 blah. And Ron's just like watching this happen. And oh my listen, God. you can get a boyfriend, but don't forget your friends <laughs> yeah and so then we see like they're hanging out and again eric or yeah eric and kim are together and ron's just like on the outside watching on it all outside, happen looking in Jordan yeah pruitt originally wrote that song about this scene and kim possible exactly um at home eric is looking at old pictures of eric kim. and ron are both over for dinner yeah eric is looking at old pictures of kim and he's like oh those are so cute and there's like a picture of kim and ron as children and it's so sad but mom says uh, that they're gonna order uh pizza for dinner and ask them what they want dad but is working late yeah ron is watching kim and eric disgusted from the table <laughs> same <laughs> Uh, we cut to dad for a quick second. He's alone in his office, and then he says he finally did what he needed to finish the Hephaestus project. He completed Cybertronic replication. But as soon as he says this, a ninja and Dr. Draken... sumo ninja. Yeah. A ni- ninja and Dr. Draken come in, and Draken demands that he gets the product, or the project information. Um, at home, Kim... Or Ron isn't eating his pizza because he's looking at Kim and Eric all grossed out as they're being all coupley. And Mom's like, oh, Ron, are you okay? Like, do you want to, are you good? Uh, and Ron's like, no, I'm just going to leave. And Kim and Eric are like, bye. Yeah. That's so sad. Uh, so back at the office, Dad is like taunting Draken. Apparently they went to college together. Yeah, I said, okay, serious Snape vibes here, Dr. Possible, Snape and James Potter. <laughs> He's like, listen, okay. Drew. Apparently Dr. Draken's name is Drew. I feel like maybe we learned that in his origin episode. I don't remember. Probably. <laughs> Yeah, but um, Draken says that he's not the man that he was in college. He's different now. But Dad says, you probably still can't get a date. Dad, why are you going so low? You don't need to do this. 
Listen, he's an evil genius. Like, focus on his mixed up morals. <laughs> yeah, and so Dad says the pos or Draken says that the possibles are rude, and you should respect me as your captor. But Dad says, <laughs> yeah, he's like, what happened to the captor captee relationship? <laughs> yeah. Why don't I ever get respect from the possibles? <laughs> Yeah, but Dad's like, I'm not going to tell you anything about the project. And then he says, Hephaestus Project, delete. And his uh, tablet is, like, voice activated, so it deletes. And Draken's like, why would you do that? Oh, your work. But then Dad, Dad makes this dumbass, is like, it's fucking, all up in my head. Fucking straight white men. He's <laughs> like, a rocket scientist. Don't worry, it's all up in my head. And Draken's like, well, good thing I have this ray to I read your mind. I have machine. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> Ron is sitting alone at Bueno Nacho. <laughs> Yeah, and um, his pager goes off, but he won't answer it. Uh, Ned sits down, Ned, the assistant manager. Uh, we learned that he got demoted, and now Lars is the new assistant manager. There's new management that's taking it. Like and he like says that before. there are big things changing around there. Like kitty meals with toys. Ugh, children at Bueno Nacho. Not their place. Um, so the pager goes off again, and Ron finally checks it, and it's from Kim, and it says 911. So Ron shows up back at the Possible House, and Kim tells uh, Ron that Draken has her dad. Yeah, so Kim and Ron sneak into the secret lair, as they do frequently. <laughs> it's not secret at all. There's literally a sign that says secret lair. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure they made that joke before in the show. She goes like, why would you have a sign that says secret lair if you want this to be a secret lair? Well, that's see, that's Draken's flaw the entire yeah. time. He always wants everyone to appreciate his plan, and then he reveals his plan before it's gone off, and I then they to, stop it. I need to rewatch Kim Possible. Dr. Draken is so funny. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was going to mention this. I guess I'll mention it now. Do you remember, like, one of the first episodes? It was, like, whenever they go back to camp that Ron went to, and they meet that kid who turned into a Bill. fish. Yeah. That scared me as a child. I love that episode. That's one of my favorite episodes of Kim Possible. Really? Oh, my God. I hated that episode because it scared me. I liked it. I was just thinking about it because it's in the intro scene for Kim yeah. Possible. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, let's move on. Uh, Kim and Ron are sneaking through Dr. Dragon's lair. Um, they like, fall down this trap door. Yeah, they're like, this feels like a trap. And then they fall into a trap. Um, Draken appears through a hologram, um, as we see off to the side, Dad is being lowered into a pool with a monster with tentacles. Yeah. Um, Kim tries to save him, but is stopped by the Death Ray. Um, there, multiple Syntho drones appear, and, uh, Draken says he's in his new lair, his new secret lair, probably because he's gonna run. use to take over the world. Yeah, and disappears. Um, Kim makes the death ray shoot the drones by, like, you know, weaving and jumping and... And even uses a little mirror compact at the end because she's a teenage girl. Um, Ron tries to save Dad but ends up getting captured by one of the monster's tentacles. Uh, Rufus bites the tentacle, causing it to drop Ron as Dad gets lowered into the water. Um, Kim uses... Yeah, she uses her compact mirror to shoot the death ray at itself, so all of that's taken care of. And then she dives into the water... Punches the monster and knocks it out. Yeah, and she <laughs> saves Dad. And saves Dad. Um, Dad can't remember anything that Draken did. He remembers being in his office and completing the project, but he can't remember anything after that. Yeah, so the next day, we just cut to Kim and Monique shopping at Club Banana at the mall. She she has the, the balance of being a teen superhero, but also being a teen girl. And not being traumatized by her dad <laughs> being kidnapped by her nemesis. No. They're trying on clothes, and Kim says that um, she saved Dad, but Monique's like, well, why did Draken take him anyway? She's just casually talking about this in the, in the store in front of everyone. And then Kim's like, you know, I haven't figured that out yet. I don't know. 
Um, as they're doing this... They're trying on prom dresses. Yeah. Uh, Eric is there. He appears in the store. And Bonnie tries to embarrass Kim. Yeah, but, but then Monique is just like, oh, Brick's flirting with someone else. And Monique and uh, Bonnie run away. <laughs> she's like, he's distracted by her hoop earrings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so Ron runs out of the dressing room with no pants on. Um, and basically just watches as Eric asks him to go get food. Yeah. Uh, we cut to Shigo is spying on Draken's plan, and she's trying- She's, like, in his, like, headquarter computer area. Yeah, and so she sees the toy design again, and then she sees something about Cybertronics, drone upgrades, and teen girl stuff. She's like, what could this be? And then Draken comes up and realizes that Shigo hasn't figured out his plan yet. And she goes like, okay, please just tell me. I'm dying to know. But Draken's like, I can't tell you because if you can't figure it out, well, then Kim will never figure it out. He doesn't say why he can't tell her. He just says that instead. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So he won't reveal his plan. Yeah. And Shigo is like, well, I'm smarter than Kim. And, I f- and if I can't figure it out, then you might actually win. And Draken is like, that's correct. Now I must attend a board of directors meeting for a company that I recently acquired in a hostile takeover. Yeah. Um, uh, so Mr. Nakasumi in Japan sees his desi- his toy design on a new Bueno Nacho kids meals toy. Um, so we see like all these kids running out of Bueno Nacho with his, like, unreleased toy design. Which uh, is, we learn it's called Little Diablo. Yeah, so they're, they're little, like, like devils, basically. Little, tiny, like, plastic robot-type things. So then we see this montage of, like, kids all around the world at Bueno Nacho franchises, like, running out of the store with these new toys. Like, every kid in the world has them. Yeah, so in Middleton, we see that these kids are crying and crowding Bueno Nacho, (laughs) and they're all wanting a Little Diablo toy, and the news anchor is there, and they're like, Little Diablo is sweeping the nation, and Bueno Nacho's everywhere, and then Ron complains on the news, and he's like, this is my place, and these children are ruining it. He's going through a rough time. Yeah. And he's like, I'm losing everything I ever cared about, aka Kim. And Bueno Nacho. <laughs> yeah, and as this happens, the Possibles are watching on TV at home. Except Kim. Yeah, well, and they're just like, oh, no, Ron is really going through it. But Kim is on her uh, phone. Communicator. Yeah. With and Yeah, and she sees Ron's video, and then she's like, I should probably go talk to him. And Wade's like, well, he's in the old treehouse. So Kim goes up to the treehouse. She sees a No Girls Allowed sign, <laughs> and she's like, is this new? And Ron's like, no, it's been there forever. But Kim, like, touches it. It's and fresh it, paint. Yeah, the paint is wet. <laughs> um, they begin to, like, reminisce about their childhood in the treehouse. Their old memories. And Ron talks about his horrible summer at summer camp. And he's like, well, you know, the worst part was being away from you for a whole summer. <laughs> Um, and uh, then Kim is like, what else is bothering you? Like, I know you're upset about Bueno Nacho, yeah, but like, it seems like there's something else going he's on. He's like, you want some nachos? I only get takeout now, because Bueno Nacho sucks. And Kim's like, is there more bothering you? And Ron's like, what, Eric? No, I didn't say that. No. <laughs> yeah, as... As this happens, Kim's like, you know, Eric isn't going to change our friendship. Like, our friendship was here before him. But as she says this, Eric calls up from the bottom of the treehouse. He just shows up everywhere. Yeah, well, she's like, we'll always be friends, but we need to grow up. Um, And whenever Eric calls from below, Ron is like, he can't come up here. And Kim's like, come on. And Ron's like, no, like, there's a weight limit. Like, we're two grown 18-year-olds now, and it's barely holding together. (laughs) Yeah, so Kim leaves, and she's just like, we'll talk tomorrow. Yeah. She didn't get any resolution. 
Yeah. So Kim leaves, um, and then Eric asks Kim if she thinks um, that Ron yeah, is okay walking, with us. They're walking back. Yeah. Home. And so Kim's like, "Us? What's us?" And then Eric is just like, "Us." He's like, "Your missions are cool." Yeah. And then he's like, "I think my mission is to take you to prom." And Kim's just like, "Okay." <laughs> she does not seem super psyched about it. Yeah. So we cut to Ron. I guess prom is like the next day. Yeah. He's uh, in his room. He's like venting to Rufus while getting ready. Um, I'd like to point out that on Ron's mirror, I read this in the IMDb trivia, there's a sticker that says no on 65, and that's in reference to the, like, Disney Channel limit that, like, all series couldn't have more than 65 episodes, which is bullshit. I don't know why that was. And that was supposed to be, like, we want to do more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Um, so yeah, so Ron is venting to Rufus. He says he's never had pro- problems with Kim's other boyfriends, like, Remember when this happened? Like, my mom, like, whenever their braces got tangled, my mom drove them to the orthodontist. Yeah. Um, and he's like, there's something between them. And he's like, okay, I, like, I'm ready to talk about my feelings, but what if it ruins the friendship? He's well, just, he's like, what if Kim doesn't feel the same way? And all this stuff. He's going back and forth about, like, should I tell Kim? Should I not? Yeah, he's like, there's something there, it's been there for a while, but I think, like, now I'm finally realizing it. Yeah, and so Ron tells Rufus that he's gonna go to the dance and tell Kim how he feels because Kim is worth it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says that he's worried she'll pick Eric, but, and that it might ruin their friendship, but, you know, he's gotta do what he has to do. Yeah, so Eric picks up Kim at her house. Um, Eric sweet talks dad, because dad comes down ready to be protective dad. <laughs> yeah, he's like, now listen, buddy, and Eric's like, I know her curfew is 11, but I think she should be back at 10. I don't think prom ends at 10. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Kim walks down the stairs, and Kim is talking to Mom, and she's like, isn't Eric perfect? But Mom looks at the childhood photo of her and Ron. <laughs> Mom knows! <laughs> she's sad, and she's just like, yeah, I guess he's fine. Oh my god, what if I ever had children, and, and they have, like, a best friend of the opposite gender, and I'm gonna be like that parent that's like, you guys should get together. And they're gonna be like, no, Mom! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so at prom, Kim and Eric are tearing up the dance well, floor. Well, something happened. So dad asks Eric oh. where his parents are, and then his he says, oh, my dad's busy with some work project, so, ooh. Mm, for hmm, sure. What's that? Yeah, um, at the dance, they go in, and Jesse McCartney is playing. Get your, get your, get your shine on too hot. This is the second Jesse McCartney song. There was a Jesse McCartney song playing during the montage of Ron being sad. I wanted to mention that, because Abby was talking about how much Jesse McCartney is in this uh Decom. All movies need more Jesse McCartney. Yeah. Um, Ron sadly walks up to the Bueno Nacho counter. Yeah. Um, Ned tries to tell Ron something is wrong without the new manager noticing, but Ron is too sad to pick up on it. Um, Lars, the new manager, tells Ned to ask Ron if he wants new Diablo sauce, and Ron's just like, yeah, sure, whatever. So Ned, like, squirts the sauce onto the tray, and Lars puts the food on top of it. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> at uh, the table, Rufus starts digging in, and he notices the words evil, or the word evil written in sauce on the tray, because this is animation, the sauce did not spread underneath the food. <laughs> yeah, and he keeps trying to tell Ron to look at it, but Ron just, like, doesn't see it. And then all of a sudden, Ron starts freaking out. So he goes up to the t- to the counter, and he's, he's like, like, you know what? It. This, this is, is too it. far. You've gone too far this time. And Ned, the whole time, is like, oh, he gets it. He knows what's going on. But he's like, you took away bendy straws. How <laughs> dare you? He's like, I'm calling corporate. So yes. <laughs> he so he goes out to the payphone outside. He calls Wade and he's like, "I need to talk to the CEO of Wade Nacho immediately." 
And then Wade is just like, okay, here you go. Yeah, so Ron gets through, and Dr. Draken answers. Dr. Draken is the new management that's been behind Bueno Nacho. Yeah. So Ron looks over to uh, the inside of Bueno Nacho, and, they, and he sees Ned and Rufus holding up the evil written in sauce. Um, and Mar- then the fucking little Diablos just march out of Bueno Nacho towards Ron, and the manager, Lars, tells him to attack Ron. So Ron is able to, like, kick them off and brush them off and do all this stuff, and so he gets onto his little moped, and he starts slowly riding away. Um, he, eventually he ends up getting away, I don't know how, but he does. Yeah, uh, back at the prom, Kim gets a call from Wade, we hear the doot-doot-doot-doot. Yeah. Um, and Monique is like, hey maybe you should let it go to voicemail because Eric is here and he might feel insecure or some shit. Monique, that's not the what you're supposed to be doing right now. Yeah, and that's exact, the exact opposite of what she was saying earlier. If the world needs saving, Kim Possible needs to be there. Well, yeah, and Kim says, well, it could be important, but then Eric walks over and he's like, hey, I think the world would understand. And so Kim <sighs> is just like, okay, and they go dance. So Ron but bursts into prom and he's like, the Diablo toys are evil and they're going to murder us all, blah, 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 blah. But as he's like, everyone look, they look and the Diablo toys all hide like behind the side of the school. And so they all think Ron is crazy and they just laugh at him. But he's like, Kim believes me, don't you? And Kim like doesn't take his side. She kind of plays along. She's like, um, yeah. And then Ron is like, no, like, listen, Draken is behind everything. And then all of a sudden Kim is like, Okay, maybe I should check this out. But yeah. then Eric is like, no, don't do it. So we cut to Kim talking to Wade, who, conf- who confirms Ron's story. Um, he reveals that the toy, he has his own Diablo toy, and it's made of advanced robotic technology. And Kim is like, oh, we should show it to my dad. So Kim and Ron leave, and at home, Dad says, after looking at the toy, that Draken stole his invention, like the project that he had been working on. Uh, Ron is still upset about the bendy straws. Um, and... Well, he also says that Draken doesn't make sense. Like, why would he be giving out this technology for the price of a burrito? So, what's going on there? Yeah, so, Draken calls Shigo at, like, World Domination HQ for a status report, and she's like, uh, world saturation is complete, we can strike at midnight, but we have a problem, Kim Possible is on our case. So, Draken is like, listen, Middleton is gonna be put online right now, we attack. Uh, so Draken... Uh, and as this is happening, Draken's like, oh, on your way back here, can you pick up something for me? And he picks up a framed picture on his desk of Kim and Eric. (laughs) Um, yeah, so Dad says the toys are made out of this metal that can repair itself and grow, but it can't do anything without a command signal. It's basically like artificial intelligence, but only with this command signal. Yeah, and so... Everyone's in the living room, including Mom and the twins, and the twins each have their own toys. Yeah, as they talk about this, the Bueno Nacho Taco, it, like, opens up in a little signal... It's like a giant sign next to the restaurant. Yeah, a signal comes out of it, and so as this happens, the twins' Diablo toys grow huge, and then Kim starts... And two giant evil robots, super weapons. Yeah, and so Kim starts fighting them all as mom, dad, and the boys go to the garage, and uh, mom and dad are like, we need to help them. So they go and grab Ron's scooter, and they take the twins' rockets, and they start building something. The whole time, Kim and Ron are trying to fight these robots, and Uh, Kim calls Wade, who is being terrorized by his own little Diablo. Yeah, they're like, we have to, if we take out the command signal, then we can take out all these robots, and Wade's like... Listen, I am not in the position right now to track the command signal because I'm being attacked by a robot. Yeah, but Ron <laughs> says it must be a Bueno Nacho because that's the source of all the source evil of right all now. Evil. Yeah, so um, 
dad gives Kim and Ron helmets, and then they take the scooter, and they're off. They start going to Bueno Nacho. The scooter now has, like, rocket engines. Yeah, so it's faster. Uh, the Diablos also have rocket skates, so they chase after Ron and Kim with lasers. Um, Rufus puts the rockets into, like, overdrive so they can go faster. Um, as they approach Bueno Nacho, they see the signal coming from the taco sign. And so Ron and Kim take the moped and, like, jump over Lars, the new manager, onto the Bueno Nacho roof. And as the Diablo charges at them, he just goes, like, completely forward because he's a robot, and he knocks down the sign himself. So then all the Diablos in Middleton shrink back down. Yeah, so Wade calls again, and then he's like, you guys must have stopped them because the Diablos are small again. And, um... But then Draken interrupts Wade's signal um, and appears on Kim's communicator. And he reveals that Shigo had kidnapped Eric and Kim must surrender. Or or, else. Or else. I was like, or they'll kill him? (laughs) Yeah, or else. So Kim goes home, puts on a special suit that says experimental experimental. battle suit. (laughs) Yeah, and so Wade is like, I don't know about that, but they're like, we have to. So they go back to... uh, They go to Bueno Nacho headquarters, which I guess is in Middleton. Yeah. And (laughs) Kim has an electric monadic... An electromagnetic scrambler. scrambler. Which will... um, Shut down the whole system if they shoot it at the, like, the signal. Yeah, so Kim and Ron are walking through, like, the empty halls of Bueno Nacho headquarters. Uh, Sumo Ninja arrives for revenge. Um, They knock him out with knockout gas. Yeah. But then Shigo arrives, and, but with uh, Kim's new battle suit, she's able to, like, catch Shigo's fire and throw it back at her. And she can heal immediately. Like, if the suit gets scratched or whatever, it'll heal. Yeah, so Kim super punches Shigo (laughs) after they fight for a little bit as Eric descends on the escalator. Yeah, and so Kim goes and hugs Eric, but he's, and she's like, Eric, but he says, here, I'm known as Synthodrone 901. So Kim realizes that this is her crush and that it was all uh, as he yeah well as he hugs her he just like takes her power just like crushes her and she like falls and like passes out it looks like electrical so maybe he's like shocking her yeah i have no idea but she falls into his arms and then later on she's like knocked out yeah kim and ron are tied up and they wake up and kim is mad at herself they're tied to like bueno nacho storage of like a giant cactus and a giant burrito (laughs) yeah kim is mad at herself for not realizing that eric was fake and she says that she has no plan at all and that dragon finally won but ron tells her not to give up she's never been that type before and they're the actual good guys so something's gonna work out for them she's like you're kim possible and you deserve a guy who's right for you maybe a guy in this room i don't know if this is the right time ron but i like i like the energy it's yeah ron is about to confess but then rufus pops up and then they're like hey use the laser lipstick to get us out of these ties so, um, Draken, uh, like, opens up this giant, it's like a satellite tower, basically. Yeah. Uh, from the roof of the headquarters in this thunderstorm. There's evil, like, giant Diablos flying everywhere all over the world. Um, yeah. and Draken says that his research revealed that Kim's weakness was boys. Who am I gonna take to the dance? Who likes me? Yeah, that was her weakness all along. <laughs> yeah. But then, Kim Possible shows up behind him, and she says, you know what? Boys and dating are hard, but taking you out is easy. <laughs> and she, like, knocks him off his feet. Queen oh, of one-liners. <laughs> amazing. Um, so, yeah, as she does that, she runs over to the signal. She's about to shoot it, but whenever she does, Shigo hits the gun out of her hand. So Ron tries to help and grab it, but then Eric gets it. 
uh, Rufus bites Eric, and he drops the gun. They're really, like, fighting, doing a lot right now. Yeah, so, like, at the same time, like, Kim and Shigo are fighting, and Ron and Eric are fighting, and Rufus is trying to grab the scrambler. Ron Um, is ready to throw hands, because Eric keeps (laughs) making these side comments, and Ron does not appreciate it. Yeah, so Kim tosses Shigo over the roof, but she's, like, holding on. Ron throws uh, Kim the scrambler, and she shoots it, and so, like, this little, like, um like, scrambler thing, shoots out of the gun, but right before it hits the tower, Eric grabs it, um, before it hits, but Rufus was there, and they're all like, listen, Eric, you said naked mole rats were stupid two seconds ago, and Rufus does not take that lightly, so Rufus bites him, causing his insides goo to leak, and his hand drops the scrambler as his body disintegrates, and it lands on the tower, uh, so the Diablos all go back to normal, um, Ron makes Draken say his name, because throughout the whole movie, anytime they'd appear, Draken would be like, Kim Possible, and her, her side friend, kid. whose name I forgot, yeah. and Ron is like, we've been fighting for years, how do you not know my name? <laughs> well, see, Draken is a mean girl, and he's trying to be funny and be like, I don't know your name. Draken definitely knew Ron's name. He's like, um, what's your name? I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. You're he so did it quiet. on purpose. <laughs> he did it on purpose because he thought it made him look cool and powerful. It did not. Why don't you talk to us, Ron? <laughs> You're so <Yeah>. quiet. <laughs> anyway, yeah, he finally says, Ron, stoppable. And Ron's like, yeah, fucking right. Also, this is for Bueno Nacho. <laughs> yeah, um, as this happens, the police take custody well, of Shigo. Hold on. Kim kicks Shigo into the satellite tower and everything falls on her. And whenever I read the IMDb trivia, they had to add this extra scene of Drak and Shigo and all the henchmen in the police van because test audiences thought that Kim had killed Shigo. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, yeah, you want to make sure that something happens to them besides them not taking over the world. Yeah, so Kim tells Ron, like, hey, we better hurry, and grabs his hand, and Ron's like, where are we going? So everyone at the prom is watching the news report of Kim stopping the Diablos. This all happened in, like, under an hour. Yeah. Um, Brick and Monique cheer for Kim. They're like, hey, hey, Kim Possible well, does it again. Well, she shows up holding hands with Ron, and Bonnie laughs. Well, well, uh, the door opens, and Bonnie and Monique both gasp at Kim and Ron arriving to prom hand in hand. Bonnie tries to make fun of Kim for dating Ron. She's like, oh my god, she's finally dating that loser. Ha ha ha, everyone join in. But... Everyone at the dance cheers for them. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, they finally come together. Exactly. I love I love the energy here. I love the energy at Middleton High. Well, as soon as Ron <laughs> and Kim get there, the dance just suddenly resumes. So yeah. a slow song comes on. Okay, this song, this song was written for this movie and sung by Christy Carlson Romano. I don't know why, but this song has lived in my mind rent-free for the past 15 years. I was thinking that, because I, well, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say it lived in my mind rent-free, but whenever I heard it, I knew all the words immediately. This song, at, like, random points, just comes back and gets stuck in my head, literally for the past 15 years. Well, it's yeah. Called, Could it be? They used to play this, like, the music video for it on Disney Channel. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kim and Ron are slow dancing, and as they're dancing to this Christy Carlson Romano song in the background, it's very beautiful. They kiss on the dance floor. <gasps> they kiss! And this that's the, first, the end of the movie. This is the first decom where I haven't been angry at <laughs> to make characters kissing at the end. Also, I feel like this kiss also lives rent-free in my mind, because they would also, like, show this in the music video. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like I feel like I've never seen like an animated kiss like that, like up close. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but, like how how often do you see like animated characters 
I mean, not often. I don't watch a lot of animated characters in general. But it was very, like, detailed, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. It was, I mean, it was very iconic. It was very yeah. unexpected. Ugh, it's so good. And I that's remember, the end of the movie. Uh, watching Christy Carlson Hermano's Throwback Kitchen with Will Fredel. And Will Fredo was like, I love Ron because he was a dork and he got the cool girl and that gave us hope for kids like me. <laughs> okay, how old was Will Fredo the entire time he was Ron Stoppable? Wasn't he like in his 20s? I'm sure he was. Yeah. That's just so weird. I mean, voice acting is different because you don't see them, so it like makes right. more sense, but yeah. I mean, yeah. Adult women play young prepubescent boys all the time. I know. <laughs> yeah. I wrote that I remembered the song. I didn't write anything about the song, but I just remembered yeah, it all lives the words. Rent free in my popped mind. into my brain as soon as it started playing. This is the um, second song that we've had, like specifically, like written for a decom, and the music video like played on Disney Channel. But I still feel like it doesn't count because the last one was Ali and AJ, and they were like professional like singer songwriters. And with Christy Carlson Romano, she was singing before she went on Disney Channel and continued to sing after. Like, and even Stevens, she sang a lot, but that was because the producers, like, knew that she could sing, so they wrote that in. And after this, she went on to, like, be on Broadway. So I still feel like it's not, like, the same thing where, like, they just, like, take people who can't sing and make them sing a song. Well, but she was in the movie, so I feel like it does kind of count. Like, the same with Allie and AJ, like, Allie was in the movie. And again, like, these, like, I feel like the other ones, they didn't, like... Like, I don't know, just, like, random songs from movies that would play, like, as music videos to promote the movie all the time. Yeah. Did you have any any additional things you wanted to share? Any favorite quotes or anything? Uh, my favorite scene is the one in the operating room. <laughs> oh, my God. And they're like, hi, Kim! <laughs> <laughs> See, I wanted to say... That I love the idea of this movie. I still think it was pretty good, but I hate that the whole thing is like, you don't need a boy, and then she has a boy, and then she ends up with a boy, and like, Kim is not very nice to Ron this entire time. Like, I don't know if she's just like grappling with her feelings about like liking him and him not being popular, but she shouldn't care about that. Like, first of all, she's saving the world. This is her best friend. Like, her friendship should be more important than these people who she doesn't even like's opinion of her. So... That was a little disappointing from my queen, Kim, but she is a teen superhero. I guess she has a lot on her plate. She can't be perfect. Listen, yeah, we're not perfect when we're teens. Um, she did- Or adults. Or adults. <laughs> she did come around. I do love her and Ron together. Normally, I don't like whenever they force, like, the two main characters together. Or, like, I don't know, there's just, like, a stupid love interest. But I, I do love them together. They support each other. Ron, even, like, whenever- um, he was first introduced to Eric before Eric was like, who's that? He was really hyping Kim up. He's like, oh, that's Kim Possible. She's like the best person in the world. <laughs> I think you just like a cool girl ending up with a nerdy boy because you love Lizzie and Gordo. I guess. <laughs> and the whole like best friend. I do love a good best friend trope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how did you rate and rank this movie? I gave this a three and a half out of five. Uh, I put it at number 20 below Gotta Kick It Up and above Xenon Z3. I also gave this a three and a half out of five. I put it at number 18. Xenon Z3 is above it and uh, The Ultimate Christmas Present is below it. Next week, we are watching Go Figure, and I am so excited. I love myself a good figure skating movie, and by that I mean this one and Ice Princess, but... I love it. Unfortunately, this one doesn't have Joan Cusack. But we will move on. We'll Power persist. 
So that's Bye. it. Bye.